listen to analysts on financial TV and radio shows, more and more commentators seem to be warning of bubbles in the prices of various assets. Only recently, Bank of America Merrill Lynch warned of a big market top in US stocks in the autumn and a humpty-dumpty fall. They cite as warning signs of frothy markets, the issuance of a 100-year bond by Argentina and Facebook's market cap, exceeding the market cap of the MSCI India. There has also been talk of bubbles in art, in car loans and in Bitcoin. Some analysts have warned that we are at the end of a multi-decade bull run in bonds and to be prepared for some devastating losses as interest rates start to rise around the world. And then, of course, there is property in cities such as Hong Kong, Vancouver and Sydney, boosted by floods of money from the mainland. So how do we recognise a market bubble? And what should we do to protect ourselves from the consequences of the bubble bursting? Joining me now is Derek Mock, Vice President of the Hong Kong Society of Financial Analysts and Chief Investment Officer at Convoy Asset Management. Morning, Derek. Good morning. Could you give me some examples of market bubbles from the past? Because there have been some quite historic ones, haven't there? Yeah, that's right. Uh, in the past, like in the 16th century or even in the 17th centuries, in the older ones, we do have some kind of these bubbles, like the Dodge Tulip bubble or the South Sea bubble in the past. And more recently, well, I mean recently, is still on the 19th century, like the uh, real estate bubble in, in, in Japan. And even more, the recent one is regarding the dot-com bubble. I, I think you still remember it. I in, remember in it the, well. Yeah. <laughs> in the late 90s, <laughs> early 2000s. That's right. And following up is, is also the U.S. Uh, housing market bubble as well. And we had one recently, didn't we? Closer to home, the Shanghai stock market in 2015. Could yeah. you remind us what happened there? Yeah, that's right. Uh, regarding all the bubbles that have been talked about, I can generally categorize them into two types. One is the bubble is uh, popping up is because of some kind of the innovation in the market. And another kind of the, another category of these bubbles are coming because of the change of the monetary policy because of the central banks. And for the, uh, for the China one that you have been just mentioned in 2015, it could be because of the, some kind of the, uh, of the policies in China. You remember that in the, uh, in, at the end of 2014, people are worrying about the slowdown of the, of the, of the, of the Chinese economy. And following up to is regarding the, lo- mon- the losing of the monetary policy of the PBOC, that is the central bank in China. And at the end of the 2014, the central bank in China, they slash the, the borrowing rate as well as the deposit rate and do it again uh, in the, at, the, at the beginning of 2015. As a result, people are, are speculating that the central bank, the Chinese government, will do all this kind of the support to the economy. As a result of the losing of the monetary policy, people the money rushing into the uh, stock market. Do bubbles tend to build up in phases? Is there a clear pattern that we see time and time again? Uh, yeah, in generally, I can, I can say that there could be five steps for a bubble. Well, uh, I think everyone in the market is very reasonable, sensitive and clever. But still, there are so, so many bubbles happen in the past. Well, actually, in the first phase of the bubble, we can call it a displacement. A, a displacement of, of curve is when the investor gets some kind of the new paradigm or some kind of the new innovation of uh, of technology and like the one in 2000 mm-hmm. in the year of 2000 we have the new technology or some changes of the uh, interest rate when compared with the past where people were saying the internet is going to change everything yeah, forever that's right that's right and uh, and also that the second phase is a boom that is the price starting to go up but it is more slowly and some of the smart money or some of the people will, uh, will, will 
enter into the market with this kind of the new development, new or new in innovation. And the third thing is, is we can call it uh, euphor euphoria. That is during that that's, uh, this place, some caution has been thrown in. But the asset price got uh, skyrocket, and more and more pe people have been coming in. We can call it the greater full theory. <laughs> okay, and and we will come to the fourth place, the fourth stage. That is the profit profit taking, and some of the smart money. Or some of the people uh, began to realize that it's, it cannot be continued forever. This is the uh, beginning of the end, really, of the bubble phase. That's right, and I think you can you can know about the five, the, the fifth place is is because the panic. Know, the panic. Yeah, that's right. Are there typical warning signs that maybe price rises are entering bubble territory? Well, if you ask me this question, I would say that when well, for every and almost for every bubble, you will hear the the, the, the term. This time is different. When you hear this, this, this sentence, I think that we are already in a bubble. And are there markets now that worry you and you think may be in bubble territory here today? Uh, well, it's a very difficult question and, and I can't, I don't, I, I don't know how to answer you. But, uh, using the, 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 the logic or the theory that I have mentioned about when there's a, as, as a class, when everyone is talking about this time is different or people try to, uh, not to or try to suspend the traditional valuation methodology and use uh, some kind of the innovation one. It is a very good signal that uh, we are already entering into a, a, a market or it is too crowded. So two two markets that people have been talking about right now yeah. are U.S. stocks yeah. and Hong Kong property. In fact, not yeah. just Hong Kong property. But maybe, maybe, especially the for the Hong Kong property market that you have, you have been mentioned. We know that in terms of the affordability, it's very difficult for the people in in Hong Kong to to own a own, own a flat, and the other market you mentioned is uh, the U.S. market where they, valuations have been suspended, yeah, and very are... crowded. And some people, as you have you have mentioned, that the market cap of a single stock could be larger than a a a, a whole country. Market, yeah. whole country. How much typically can markets crash when a bubble bursts? That, that's not a general rule, but at least I, I in, uh, from my point of view, if a market crash, at least thirty to fifty percent of in terms of the of of the index could be come down if some kind of the major major crash. And how can investors avoid being caught up in a market crash? Well, I think the very the general rule is you have to use all the traditional or the very reasonable way to to value some of the, your investment, and of course. Uh, we, we we can't we can we can never we can never pick a top. So when whenever you get you feel that you're not comfortable, you can try to cash in some of your investment and to to have some some surplus cash, and it won't affect your own living. Thank you very much, Derek. Welcome. That's Derek Mock, Vice President of the Hong Kong Society of Financial Analysts and Chief Investment Officer at Convoy Asset Management. Next week on the program, wedding bells are ringing. We'll look at the financial considerations of getting married and some key financial questions that you should be able to answer about each other before taking the plunge. In the meantime, have a great week. Music